0: good morning today is september 28 2020 i hope that you had an awesome week last week thank you for tuning in to my take with lawrence williams this week we got an awesome episode for you today and of course we always start with laughter so our fun question of the day is what animal would you ride into battle oh yeah what animal Okay, Lawrence and Animals. Good Lord, that just shot my blood pressure up. Okay, I think, you know what? It depends, it depends. So if this is a fight that I didn't start and I ain't really got nothing to do with, I want to ride a cheetah into battle because I'm going right in and I'm going straight out. I ain't got time for this. (laughs) I'm not fighting battle. (laughs) that ain't got nothing to do with me. And that's what the problem is for some of y'all. I'm going to just preach for two seconds. Come on, get out your Bibles and your offer. Um, the problem with a lot of us is that we forever fighting battles that ain't got nothing to do with us. So we're using strength on the petty stuff, and so when the big stuff come, we're too tired, we're too exhausted in order to like handle you know the big bo- the big battle. And that's why some of y'all be all towed out. Okay, give your offering um, how you please, um, and the doors of the church are now open. But Besides that, I'm not trying to, if it ain't got nothing to do with me, I'm not trying to be fighting the battle. So I'm riding a cheetah. I'm basically, I'm just going through. That's what happening. That's what, I'm the supervisor. I'm just going through. I just going through. I'm going to make sure, you know, I can't really make sure or nothing, but I'm just going to see basically who living and who dying, you know, which side winning. And I think the, the cheetah can get, and I could be wrong on this because I'm definitely not the expert in animals, but I saw something, I think it was the National Geo- Geographic channel that a cheetah can get from like zero to 60 in like two seconds or something. And they could sustain that for like a minute. Again, I could be lying. I'm not an expert in animals, but I mean, that's all I need. That's like well I'm almost as fast as a car but I drive a little faster than that um, but anyways yeah like I'm, I'm up out of there so while y'all all up on your horses and all this whatnot, not um, I'm gonna be on my cheetah I'm gonna be there and then I'm gonna be out so if you see me you see me if you don't well <laughs> good luck to you <laughs> cause this ain't got nothing to do with me this is a fight between y'all now if it is a battle of my what animal what i want to ride i think i think the of course the easiest thing it always is just to say like a lion because it's a lion you know and people are generally afraid of lions and then the war of a lion and it just makes you look i don't know it'll make you look cool i mean that is you know if lions and eat people um it would make you look cool but if it's a battle of mine i think i'm gonna just i'm gonna go with uh the tried and true horse but i want a fast one um i want a fast one i want like one of them horses that they be like having down what's the horse race place name is it the kentucky derby or is that the i don't know that could be the monster truck thing i don't i'm not an expert in this Anyways, whatever the little race thing they have down there with all the, the horses running and stuff, I want the one who who won last year. How much it got paid for him? Um, but if I can't get that one, then I don't know. I don't know. Just give me a horse. Just give me an all black horse because I'm going to this battle at night, and <laughs> because I don't want to be easily seen. <laughs> And I want to be able to creep up on somebody. <laughs> it's a fair fight. You know, if you don't see me, then basically it's your fault because you didn't have a flashlight. But see, I'm going to have a flashlight and I'm going to see you. So it's your job to see me. So i want a real dark. Just give me a black horse. And that's not too noisy. Um, that's well fed. No, it, can the horses be well fed? Is, would that make them fat? I don't know. Just the fast horse. Just give me the fast horse. All black. I'm black. I'm going to be wearing all black. Ain't nobody going to see me. I'm going to have my night vision goggles on. And then I'm going to do what I got to do. And then I'm going to win the battle. And that's that's the animal that I want. So any of y'all out there um, that own a black horse that's fast, that I could ball in times of battle, that is not kept outside of the city limits, Um, then please contact me immediately so I can, you know, reserve that one and put it on standby because I want to go to my horse during the battle and come to find out somebody else bombed. I ain't got time for that. So I just want, you know, give you a little deposit or something like that or we could sign a promissory note or something like that so that way i got the horse on standby and the times of battle okay and that's it so contact everybody you know and figure out who got that black horse because i've owned it All right, let's get to news for this week. Uh, Trump nominated his Supreme Court pick on Friday. Amy Coney Barrett, a law professor at Notre Dame, a single mom who adopted two boys from Haiti and self-described Christian, is set to go through the nomination process on October 16th in hopes to be appointed before Election Day, November 3rd. Like all picks, there's the good and the bad. I'll save you from the spin, but I will address the bad in the near future. Right now, though, Americans are getting to know uh, a little bit more about her this week as the news will most likely be inundated with information. Information about her. The well, nomination has been met with controversy, ironically, because of Republicans. Republicans refused to even meet with or start the process of nomination with President Obama's pick, Merrick Garland, in 2016. And I quote, because it's an election year and the president elect should be able to choose the next nominee. Uh, end quote or so was the official stance of the gop of course this year they're all singing a different tune with the exception of two endangered republicans in their own re-election bids but republicans got rid of the filibuster in 2017 so instead of 60 votes for supreme court justice senate majority leader mcconnell only needs a simple majority of 51 votes as of now republicans have the votes and barrett is starting to look a lot more like justice barrett according to a new NBC news mayor's poll though both in michigan and wisconsin key battleground states 55 percent of voters or more say the ca- candidate who wins in november should be the one to choose the nominee doesn't change mcconnell's math but it could cause a cause of concern um, for the trump campaign outrage continues as brianna taylor receives no justice now i know that that may sound like a biased statement and i promise that th- that on this podcast i will present you the news and the facts as they are regardless of how i feel about it in this case Brianna Taylor a paramedic was asleep in her bed with her boyfriend when police barged in with a no-knock warrant looking for a suspected drug dealer at the time of the breach the suspected drug dealer was already in custody according to the police department at the time of the breach there was no reason for the police to be at Brianna Taylor's door Taylor's boyfriend a lawful gun owner claims that he thought someone was breaking in the police claim he fired his weapon which in turn provoked them to fire theirs Ballistics report does not support that claim however uh, bullets fly taylor is shot multiple times and is dead on scene the grand jury decided not to charge the three cops in question with murder one cop instead was charged with wanton endangerment for his negligence in shooting causing bullets to penetrate taylor's white neighbor's wall now i note here that taylor ha- also has black neighbors upstairs who got bullets in their apartment no charges were filed for that situation more on this story in my take of the day in just a few moments lastly this week is presidential debate week the debate will air live tuesday september 29th at 7 p.m this is the first debate between president trump and former vice president biden and what is to be a must-see event of course both sides are already claiming victory though at the time of this recording the debate hasn't even happened yet the question for most pundits on the both the left and the right was whether chris wallace who is a fox news anchor will be fact checking during the debate answer Wallace will not be fact-checking. Fair and cough, the co-chair of the Commission of Presidential debate, says it's not the job of the moderator to fact-check. Ironically, it's the liberals who are a little more upset about that. Wallace has come under fire from both Fox News viewers and President Trump for calling out and challenging the Trump administration on the conservative news network. With Wallace not fact-checking live, the question remains if Biden will be able to challenge any misstatements or lies from Trump. In return, the question remains if Trump will follow Biden's line of reasoning, or if he will do what he normally see from Trump, and that is changes subject. We saw tons of baiting from Hillary Clinton to Trump in 2016 debates. If I'm on the Trump team, I'm hoping that he doesn't follow the bait this time. And that is your news for this week. Your election update, stupid trophy award, and my take on the Breonna Taylor situation is up next, but our real life moment this week is about people. I want to challenge you this week to connect with people, at least three people. Three people who you haven't seen in a while, preferably, but one loved one who you talk to regularly will count as well. Now, I know the dreadful feeling some of you are having right now, (laughs) but hear me out, and this is coming from a natural introvert, believe it or not. This is not only a good quality in a leader, as we want leaders to be able to connect with people and to know their story. Successful businesses and organizations, according to John C. Maxwell's book, How Successful People Lead all have a leader at the top who values people not just work product but just as a person you want to connect with people and build on relationships that you have with people a natural introvert here is telling you and i'm also challenging myself again this week as i have already done this last week to connect with three people whom you haven't talked to or seen in a while right now while i'm talking put this on pause if you have to go get a sheet of paper because my take listeners write things down and list three people who you miss and haven't talked to in a while. You can choose to reach out to all three on one day or just split it up on separate days. That's fine. You can go out to dinner if you're comfortable or use a video app to connect and talk with them, but try to do it face to face, either in person or through video if you have to. For those of you who think this is already a lot, text them. <laughs> I'll give you a break this week, but I'm pushing some of you to get that face-to-face interaction listen life is short and right now we have a lot of division in our country that isn't going to get any better with the holidays soon to come it will be testy at the dinner table no matter who wins in november i want us to start right now to just reach out to people to establish and build relationships with people Uh, we don't say love enough anymore especially us guys, but this week, let's change that. When you're checking out at the store this week, speak to the cashier since they can't see you smile if you're wearing a mask. Call them by their name, engage them in conversation. Let's show some love and respect this week to our neighbors, even mine, who I love, but I have a problem with because they keep feeding the stray cats. And when I like cats, I'm allergic and I can't stop sneezing and I'm worried people would think I have COVID. And Okay, whatever, anyways, I'm back. People. People are our focus this week. Show some extra love to people. Reach out to three you haven't seen or talked to in a while. And if they don't respond, reach out to someone else. The goal here is to have a conversation with three people. The action item is to reach out to three. So this week we want to reach the goal, even if you have to go above and beyond the action required. Okay. All right. Now let's get to your election update so the 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 one disheartening story um from the past week for me and th- this is my take um so this is just is just my opinion um uh, definitely has to be the Breonna Taylor story and it's just um I, I was watching a clip from the news and there was this reporter who was interviewing um this protester and the reporter had asked after the attorney general of Kentucky announced the verdict or not the verdict, but the the indictment, the reporter had asked the protester, are you surprised? And the protester responded, no, because black people never get justice. And just that moment right there, if that doesn't if that doesn't make you think if that doesn't um uh, just cause something inside of you to respond, then I just ask that you you check your heart um so here is just someone who's sleep in their own home uh, two people really who are sleeping in their own home um. The place where you're supposed to be safe, feel safe, the place that you are safe and to die at the hands of a police officer. And no one, not one, goes to jail as a result of your death. Then the city a couple of weeks ago announced $12 million to Breonna Taylor's family in a settlement. And so the city decided that Breonna Taylor was worth $12 million. And no one should be able to go to jail for the murder of Breonna Taylor. That is just, it's gut-wrenching. It's heartbreaking. Because once again, there is a black life. There is a black body that is dehumanized and that's treated as property. You know, think about it. In most states... If I kill your dog, right? If if I, if I was to to kidnap your dog or kill your dog or kill your cat, then not only would I face a fine because under the law, pets are property, even though we consider them to be family. But the law protects pets <laughs> in that situation, and I laugh to keep from crying, not because it's funny, but. The law protects pets. So killing a dog or, or, you know, um, killing an animal in an inhumane way or treating an animal in an inhumane way. Um, the way that the legal system is set up could get you jail time. And here it is that the life is taken away from a person who was working for the community. She was a paramedic. She was an EMT. She was asleep in her own home. The police had what they needed, according to even just their own ask. Um, and I know th- there's a lot of talk out there, there's a lot of craziness out there. One of the the, the feedbacks from folks, and if you're if you're listening and, and this is you, then I'm talking directly to you. But one of the feedbacks from folks is well. If you are scared or you are afraid of ending up in Breonna Taylor's situation, then don't hang out with drug dealers. Okay, let's let's stop right here. Let's say Breonna Taylor's boyfriend was a drug dealer. And there's no evidence to suggest that he was, by the way. Let's say he was. The police were not looking for Brianna Taylor's boyfriend. They were not looking for there. That was an address that they suspected. Breonna Taylor's address. That was an address that the police suspected the suspect that they had actually caught by the time they breached Breonna Taylor's door. They suspected that he lived there. Or that he could be hiding out in there. So basically, they had the guy who, who they were looking for in custody and the police are at one of these suspected addresses of his they burst in and they start shooting the ballistics report so the police say that you know um brianna taylor's boyfriend started shooting at them but the ballistics report from from kentucky doesn't say that they have no evidence of where this lawful gun owner brianna taylor's boyfriend had fired his weapon so, the police are lying. I, it's just simple as that. Uh, so let's just, from the beginning, to wrap it all up, because I I don't want to be here all day, because this this is definitely an all day story. But to wrap it all up, it doesn't matter what Brianna Taylor's uh, boyfriend would have done, could have done, or anything of that sort. The police were in the wrong. And that is not to say that all police are bad, right? We can say that there are some good officers and that the police in the situation with Breonna Taylor were wrong. We can say that we need to support and pray for law enforcement and that the police and Breonna Taylor's situation are wrong. We don't even have to debate institutional racism right now or racism in the criminal justice system right now. Let's let's put a pin in that, let's table that, and let's reserve that conversation for a later time. Let's just focus on this particular situation. Calling out wrong or injustice in this situation does not prove or disprove your loyalty or disloyalty to the police department, to Donald Trump, to Joe Biden. It doesn't talk about your political stances or um, your political preferences. This is not a political issue, people. It is not about who you are voting for or who you have voted for. It is not about, and again, because we're putting the pin in institutional racism, which I absolutely believe exists. But let's say that it doesn't. Let's say that it doesn't. That has no bearing on this conversation right now. And that is, if you look at it in totality, not what the Kentucky Attorney General said right? Because that was just laden with a political agenda. <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. That's it. Half of the stuff that he said, it It wasn't even, it, it was not necessary, basically is what I'm saying. It's like, dude, you're not running to be the attorney general. You are the attorney general. You don't have to to be a candidate right now. Just be the freaking attorney general. Um, And it is coming back, the attorney general said, that Breonna Taylor's boyfriend fired a weapon. Well, that turns out, according to his own ballistics report, that that's a lie. The attorney general said that, um, you know, the officers in the situation um, were right. They were justified. The two officers who didn't get charged were justified in doing this. Well, that also has to be wrong, too, right? Because the police department admitted that they had the, the suspect in custody that they were looking for. And if you're going to charge one officer with wanton endangerment, then don't the bullets from the two other guys count? (laughs) I'm just not understanding. Um, And and then the officer claimed uh, the attorney general was um, warning against civil unrest and uh, outside influence from people who don't know the situation, who weren't there. And who did not get the witness testimony, for instance, he pointed to a witness testimony from a person in the apartment building who claimed that they heard the police announce themselves upon entering Breonna Taylor's apartment. What Does that have to do with Breonna Taylor and her boyfriend? You know how many people sleep through thunderstorms, right? Just because the neighbor heard it, and let's say we believe the neighbor, right? This one witness that you found out of an entire apartment building of people, by the way, this one witness that you found, let's say we believe them that the police announced themselves before going in and that that neighbor heard the police. That does not mean that Brianna Taylor or her boyfriend should have or did. Doesn't mean that. It has no bearing. It has nothing to do with the conversation at hand. Brianna Taylor and her boyfriend were sleeping in their bed. The police were at the wrong house. They were acting on a no-knock warrant that they've got after they convinced the judge that the suspect that they were looking for lived at that address, the subject in question suspect that they were looking for at the time of breach was already in custody by the police department. And this is according to the police department. There was no reason at that moment for them to act on that warrant yet. They did anyway. The police officers were in the wrong to begin with. And Brianna Taylor and her boyfriend, we don't know if they heard them um, at the door announcing themselves. We don't know that. What we do know is that the boyfriend claims that he didn't know who was in the house, that he was afraid for his safety and that he was going for his gun. Now, whether or not that gun was shot, we don't know. What we do know is that the ballistics report from the police department does not show that Breonna Taylor's boyfriend's gun was even fired. The only bullets that exist in the apartment and in the neighbor's apartment, both the white neighbors and the black neighbor's apartment, are the bullets of the police officers. More importantly, the bullets that penetrated Brianna Taylor's body, leaving her dead at the scene, are all bullets from police officers' guns. This is not a debate. It's either wrong or it's right. The truth is not relative. Okay? The truth is not relative. And for this podcast... That's what we, we're looking for, the truth. It's not relative. That is, it's not right or wrong because you did it or someone else did it. It is either right or wrong on its own. And so look at it. Don't listen to the political pundits. Just look at the facts. And if you don't think that somebody, anybody, one body should go to jail for the killing of Breonna Taylor, I just think that you need to search your heart and then past that after you look at this and you understand this as it is at face value, then I think you can understand the rise in protests throughout the rest of this week. It's already been happening over the course of the last weekend. You probably heard it up on the news or seen it up on your feed. we got a couple of of idiot drivers or counter-protesters who have been running into the crowds with their car, who have been driving into people um, who are protesting. First of all, let's stop doing that. But besides that, we've got the protesters out on the streets now calling for justice again when Breonna Taylor's family, who loved her, I'm sure they did, who adored her, according to her mother, who were with her, who supported her, who were there for her, all the people who loved her in her community, all the people who have ever been helped by her, now have to view her as a hashtag, now have to view her as a martyr in the movement for racial justice and reconciliation in this country. That's sad. That's sad. She went to sleep expecting to get up half rested like the rest of us. (laughs) Because you know how it is. When we go to sleep real late, (laughs) knowing we got to get up early. And then we mad at the world when we get up. She, I'm sure, just wanted to do that. Instead, she went to sleep and never woke up again because the police had the wrong house. And they, without regard to the information and the facts on the ground that they had, they barged into her house and started shooting instead of asking questions. So this week, um, I just wanted to just dedicate uh, just a special segment to Breonna Taylor and the protests that are happening, calling for justice in Breonna Taylor's case. Uh, It's sad because the good police officers who are out here trying every single day to protect and serve, to be there um, for their communities, they now have to be on the receiving end of people who are not only grieving, but people who are mad and not just black people because I've been watching the videos and it looks like it's more white people out there than black people. Um, but they have to be on the receiving end Because these officers in this situation at that particular time decided to do something that was stupid. And then the attorney general, the prosecutors who swear to also uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States to protect and serve the people that they're supposed to protect and serve, to fight for justice no matter who it is for and who it is against in these cases, only got a charge for one officer of one-time endangerment of violating the space of Breonna Taylor's white neighbors who got bullets flying through their walls that they didn't ask for. Let that sink in. Uh, So this week when we're looking at the news We're looking at our feeds and we're thinking about this. I just wanted to put this into perspective for you. That it's time that we have a conversation about this. That it's time that we stop boiling this down to politics because this is bigger than politics. Race is bigger than politics. transcends politics. Uh, But that we stop having a political conversation about this and that we just start having a humanities conversation. Let's be able to discuss it. Let's be able to have the talk and let's be able to agree on the truth. A lot of times we say, let's agree to disagree. No, we don't get that choice. <laughs> it's it's either true or, or it's not. Uh, so I can agree to disagree that Taco Bell is not the best restaurant. And don't text me because I know some of y'all getting ready right now. And everybody know I think McDonald's is the best restaurant. And I don't care what you think about that. I'm just saying McDonald's is the best restaurant. But I won't ever say again that McDonald's is the best restaurant on this podcast because you don't need to hear that McDonald's is the best restaurant. But it is anyway. We can agree to disagree there. But we can't agree to disagree on justice and injustice. We can't agree to disagree on pain because when we agree to disagree on justice and injustice, the people who are at the receiving end, the bad receiving end, get the short end of the stick. That maintains the status quo for them. And the people in the streets this week are saying, just like they said after George Floyd, enough is enough. That we're no longer agreeing to disagree. That it it has to be justice for all. Or we're going to see this continue. So that's that's my take on the Breonna Taylor situation. But stay in tune, stay in touch, um, and let's continue to have these kind of conversations so that way people can understand exactly what's going on. And we can have a civil discussion as a society about this, not the political rhetoric and the crap that the politicians are pushing, but that we can talk about this in a civilized way. All righty? all right now for your election update so this week uh is going to be a very busy week in terms of election strategy uh for the most part folks we are less than 40 days out from november 3rd the election day um now this scares me just a little because uh, i feel like uh, it's not because of the election but uh, this scares me because i feel like we have completely missed out on summer and just a second the you know i love fall and halloween crowd can we just take a moment of silence this week for summer i mean due to covid restrictions a lot of normal activities at least because you know i'm actually concerned about the brown i don't want to get it for the sake of passing on to vulnerable loved ones and uh, have been canceled or altered in a way that kind of dampens you know the feeling but i digress life continues and we should too the campaigns have definitely not slowed down Joe Biden is still raising records amount of money, especially with all the Supreme Court talk. And Trump is still spending lots of money in a tip to the finish campaign or his edge in states he won or barely won in 2016. According to 538's election forecast model, Joe Biden has a 76.7 percent chance of winning the Electoral College. He's predict- he's predicted to win three hundred and fifty two of the 538 electoral votes and only 270 are needed to win Today for your update, I want to look at averages, right? One poll means nothing on its own. Uh, So now is the time being so close to election day and all that we want to look at trends, not just one poll. So you're going to see both campaigns flooding your fees on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever social media site you use with, you know, oh my God, the other guys are here by two points in the state. Send us money now. Now this is the usual for campaigns on both sides. So there's nothing new here. I'm not knocking it. However, both campaigns look at averages as a way to predict where to spend that money that you send them and where to put the the candidate um, for time on the ground. Now, Trump's average approval continues to stand at 43.1% though. And remember, I told you that this is exactly where Trump needs to be in order to pull off another quote unquote upset election in 2020. 45% will be better, but he can certainly make do with 43%. Biden's approval is now averaging 50%. So to the battleground states, Biden's average is 48.6% in Arizona compared to Trump's 44%. Trump won Arizona in 2016. Florida, another win for Trump in 2016, shows Biden leading in the polls with an average of 48.1% compared to Trump's 46.3%. In Michigan, Biden gets average of 49.8% compared to Trump's 42.7%. Trump won Michigan in 2016, but that is looking increasingly out of grabs as we go into the election. Other states won by Trump in 2016, like North Carolina, is showing a really tight race. Trump at 46.3%, Biden at 47.5%. Ohio, 46.9% for Trump, 47%. Point nine percent for Biden. Pennsylvania, both candidates have spent a lot of time here lately. Trump averaging 44.8%, Biden at 49.7%. So that's that's a huge difference there. Pennsylvania's 20 electoral votes will sure come in handy to Biden if he's able to flip that state this year. Uh, the state I'm watching this week though is Texas. Trump won the state as it's traditionally a Republican state, but Biden is super close here, or at least closer than a Democrat should be. Call it demographic changes or whatever, but Biden averages 46% in Texas, while Trump averages 47 I mean, let that sink in. Essentially, it is a tie in Texas. Uh, it will come down to Election Day, but as of now, Texas is too close to call, which is insane. Or it could be the political nerd in me. Whatever, Texas, thirty-eight electoral votes will be. Uh, Biden will put Biden way over the top on election day, um, but I'm keeping that in mind um, for Trump's column. Uh, unfortunately, for you Biden fans, I think Trump can still pull off a win in Texas, especially with the Supreme Court pick this week. Um, I'm going to be looking to see where these polls go. Uh, speaking of which, though that will certainly be a topic in Tuesday's debate for the past couple of weeks. I've been putting money on Trump, um, Though to win re election, Trump has a habit of coming out fighting, using whatever tools in his arsenal in order to win. Uh, he is really good at faking it till you make it. Uh, if you remember, the past couple of weeks have seen Trump hurt in the polls due to COVID concerns that I imagine would be around on election or wouldn't be around on election day. Now the jury's still out on this with the Supreme Court picking all, but it looks like COVID concerns are rising again. John Hopkins University, who, okay, as a side note, has become the go-to accurate source by default after news broke last week showing undue influence on the CDC and its reports by the Trump administration. Now, you all remember me telling you about the Trump campaign official in 2016 who was selected to be the spokesman for uh, Health and Human Services Department. Well, that guy, Caputo is his name, abruptly resigned after he posted a video on his social media accusing the CDC and the doctors who work for the CDC of trying to undermine the Trump campaign and accusing them of hating both Trump and the united states well anyways the university says that cases in the u.s has surpassed 7 million and more than two hundred thousand people in the united states have died from complications of the rona trump promised a vaccine by election day the head of cdc testified before congress and was not able to back that up saying that the drug could be rushed trump then came out and called him confused uh, it's just it's just a whole big mess uh, but with the back and forth and with the Democrats highlighting Obamacare as an election strategy, those concerns are going to go back up. Democrats won the House in 2018 on Obamacare, with all successful campaigns focusing squarely on health care. With the Biden campaign turning the attention to health care in the final stretch, that could be the nail in the coffin for Trump. Trump promised a health care plan on August 1st. That is yet to materialize in a town hall the other week. Trump promised a voter action on health care, saying that he could be announcing an executive order to help curtail uh, rising drug prices. That is yet to materialize. And now Trump has selected a court nominee that Democrats are arguing were rid of Obamacare and the protections for pre-existing conditions that come with it. Now, the whole country isn't falling forward by far, but the folks you need in order to win are becoming increasingly concerned about the virus, including minorities who make up large shares of the electorate in battleground states like Michigan and Wisconsin and folks in suburbs and battleground states in general. So all that to say, I am downgrading my thoughts on Trump winning from most certain to likely. I still think he has time to do what he does best. And I think the Biden campaign is weak, not because they have no plans. For instance, the Biden campaign has detailed plans on the website and in commercials for a wide range of issues from climate change to voting to foreign policy. However, that's also the issue. Voters in 2016, like in 2016, in 2020, they don't seem to care about the minute details of the policy stances that confuse them and they can't keep track of them anyway. So, you know, they want a simple solution to what they feel is the issue to Biden supporters. That's just get rid of Trump. Well, that doesn't help. What comes after that? Right. So our social politics started to deteriorate after the collapse of the Soviet Union, when there was no external enemy for a people used to fighting, We turned on ourselves. Likewise, the Democratic Party will implode if Biden wins. There's no one concrete issue that Democrats can stand behind with the exception of getting rid of Donald Trump. On the flip side, Trump's strategy seems to be about the economy that used to be pre-Rona. Claiming, and I quote, uh, I made the greatest economy in the world and I'll do it again, end quote. Trump is able to provide right a simple answer to a complex issue like the economy election day in 2016 the stock market was the highest it had ever been and this is while obama was president the budget deficit was lowered by 500 billion compared to trump's first budget deficit of a trillion the economy grew at an average four percent a year in obama's second term and you can google all this by the way i'm not here to lie to you and i'm not here to stick up for any candidate google me uh, the economy has not grown at their rate at all during Trump's presidency. However, Trump benefits from deeply rooted American stereotypical beliefs that Republicans are good for the economy. And I am not saying that Republicans are or are not good for the economy. I'm just observing the facts. I personally think both parties are good. And both parties are bad it really really just depends on the time but that deep-rooted belief um is not going to end in one election right trump provides that easy answer and for the folks who vote republican and don't like trump trump literally has an answer for that as well and that is vote for party stances right most notably what i've been seeing uh, living in michigan is right to life now never mind again Uh, That abortions have seen a steady decline since 1990. Don't believe me? Google it, okay? Google is the answer, it seems like, for everything these days. Either way, Trump is the non politician with the easy answer that gets the job done according to his voters, which I don't think we will see a decline of in 2020. And for those reasons, I think Trump can win. Now, we are 40 days away from seeing how this plays out. So we'll keep an open mind until then. So we'll stay tuned. So uh, this has been your election update. Next up, our stupid trophy award. all right now for our stupid trophy award a passenger who was spotted wearing a snake as a mask while traveling on a bus has been warned it is not a legitimate face covering the man was seen with a light brown serpent with diamond shaped markings on its skin wrapped around his mouth and neck on a bus to Manchester last week one passenger who asked not to be named said at first she thought the man was wearing a funky mask but she spotted the creature slithering over slithering over the handrails it is mandatory for all passengers to use a face covering uh, on public transport during the coronavirus pandemic unless they are exempt for reasons of age health or disability in the uk now in his defense the guidelines say that it doesn't have to be a surgical mask but could be a scarf or bandana but still do come on a snake an entire whole snake now they don't know yet because the snake was poisonous Which I would assume not I mean come on let's give him a break He's definitely an idiot but no one is that crazy Um I am more impressed though With the passengers on the bus According to the witness I quote no one batted an eye End quote <laughs> Please <laughs> They all crazy The passengers should get the stupid And you know what the passengers should get the stupid trophy award For real for real Because Lawrence and Lamar my alter ego Are would have definitely caught the next bus i'm out stop request it uh no doubt about that uh but we leave the trophy with the guy who is not named on the one hand is definitely pretty cool i mean how many times a week do you see a guy walking with a snake around his mouth and neck uh, you know probably because it's pretty stupid but you know what i mean um but because he got on the bus yeah nah that's that's not cool not in the least um but it is a good deterrent to getting robbed because let me just say i'm not in the business robbing people but if i was i would never rob you with that snake on your head i'm just saying never come in your direction because i know you crazy <laughs> and i i am not the animal expert um do do snakes follow directions do they understand english like could you tell? i know you could like tell a dog to sit or to stay but snake wouldn't understand that i don't think they would let me google does snake have ears because this is interesting to me now i gotta watch the the discovery channel somebody but but yeah he definitely gets a super trophy award this week guys remember whatever you do don't be stupid come on say it with me don't be stupid okay let's at least give the impression that we're trying here trying to be smart or talented or what you know whatever you want to be rust sunglasses if you know you're scared of people really seeing your whole face wear your mask with your sunglasses um you know appear as if you are intelligent Now i ain't saying you gotta do it every day because usually i take tuesdays off But, you know, give it four to five days this week of of looking and sounding intelligent. Um, Don't be stupid this week. Or if you are stupid, you may end up on next week's episode. So it could be something in it for you. All right. Have a good one this week. Be safe. Stay safe. Remember, contact those three people. Don't forget what I said. And I want to hear all of this, all about this from all of you. Um, by the time, um, our next episode airs, uh, Monday at 6am, all episodes air Mondays at 6am. So I will see you. I guess I won't see you because, you know, I'm behind the camera, the, the microphone, but, um, I will speak to you. There we go. I will speak to you next week. Have a good one.